both. Let's give him a round of applause again. Thank you. I'll be there at one o'clock. Looking forward to learning more. Want to play a little game with you. The game is called What Is It? So I'm going to give you some context clues. You have to figure it out. If you figure it out before the person next to you because you're smarter than them, don't tell them. See if they can figure it out. All right? What is this? It rips apart friends and business partners. It will drive you, but it will also destroy you. It will cause brother to turn against brother, sister against sister. It is never satisfied. It is a powerful motivator, but can cause an absolute mess. And it chases after more and hoards whatever it already has. What is it? If you've been here over the few, past few weeks, maybe you have figured out what deadly sin this is. That is greed. As we continue in the message on what greed is, I want to just define it for you from scholar William Barclay. He gives this well-rounded understanding of greed. It's this aggressive vice that operates in three spheres. In the material sphere, it involves a grasping at money and goods regardless of honor and honesty. In the ethical sphere, it is the ambition which tramples on others to gain something which is not properly meant for it. And in the moral sphere, it is the unbridled lust which takes its pleasure where it has no right to take. So as we continue in our message series on the seven deadly sins, looking at Proverbs, I want you to ask yourself, is greed something that I struggle with? Because oftentimes we see greed in other people or business people, or we can even see it in athletes, but do we always see it in ourselves? Greed is sneaky in that oftentimes we define it by how much money we have and keep for ourselves. But what I want to tell you is greed has really nothing to do with money. It has to do with the heart. And so I want to ask you, what does it look like to live a generous life? Open your Bibles to Proverbs 11, verses 24 through 28. We will be here the entire time this morning. Solomon has a lot to say about finances, specifically the heart of greed Versus generosity. He says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. If I boiled this down to one sentence that I hope that you will consider remembering today, that I think where Solomon is going with all of these verses is this. Generosity can give you what greed can't get you. Generosity can give you what greed can't get you. This is why Solomon begins this way. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. So what he is saying is someone who has less actually has more. Someone who's willing to be generous and in the end their bank account would be less than if they kept it for themselves. In the end they have more. But Solomon also says with those who have a lot, those who don't give, those who pad their bank accounts, those who only think about themselves, even though they have a lot, they have nothing. They are poor. 
How is that possible? Again, this doesn't have to do with money. Some of us cannot have a lot and still be greedy because it's all about the heart. Those of you and those, hopefully I would include myself, who would consider themselves generous are so not because we're better than other people. It's because we realize the kind of generosity that God has shown us. We realize that God is a giving God. That God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave up the comfort of heaven to come to this broken place. He gave of himself for 33 years as he loved people and helped people. As he's getting to the end of his life, he gave himself up so he could be arrested. He gave himself up on the cross so he could die for our sins, our shame, our guilt, our past, our future. He rose again three days later so that we can have life. And those who realize the generosity of God, there is something different now about us. And we realize that God has given us so much. How can we not give to other people? Hopefully that spurs on generosity where you say, you know what? My happiness doesn't come from what I have. It comes from within and because of that, I can give to other people because I already have enough. I don't have to find satisfaction, peace, contentment and what I have, I have it in God and so I can be generous, which of course gives us more than what anything can buy. But those of us in this room who may consider ourselves greedy. Again, it has nothing to do with how much you have. It's all about the condition of your heart. If you are continuing to hold it, continuing to keep it back, continuing not to care about other people, but satisfying your own desires, you may have a lot. But in the end, you will have nothing. Because no matter how much money you buy, you can't buy contentment. You can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. All of the things that everyone is looking for, oftentimes to material possessions, you can't. And so even though you may have everything in the end, if you're not careful, you may have nothing. So the question that we usually ask people about generosity is how much am I giving? It's a good question. It's a valid question. But I think we need to start asking the question, how much am I keeping for maybe that is what's keeping us back from the life that God wants for us. Because when you become a generous person, it literally changes who you are and how others perceive you. Solomon, he puts it this way, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Those who are generous are those who are living the good life. Don't equate good life with material possessions here. The peaceful, content joy-filled, wanting to bless other people, prosperous kind of life, the life that money can't buy. I want to tell you about my friend John. John is the most generous person that I've ever met in my life. And he's also maybe the most happy, kind, gentle person that I've ever met in my life as well. John is so generous that when I'm interacting with people and that person's in need, and then all of a sudden a need is met, so often people will say to me, oh, John helped. John took care of it. Someone helped me, and I don't know who it was, but I guarantee you it was probably John. 
John has that kind of reputation because though he does have a lot, he gives a lot as well. After the first service, I didn't say the last name in here, but a lot of people figured out who it was. And I thought to myself, that's the kind of life that I want to lead, that I can try to be as anonymous as I can, but because he gave and because he lived this kind of life, everybody knows him anyway. I remember when Paul and I were in Grand Rapids. We were in the lowest of low. Hudson was just diagnosed with epilepsy, and we just were really down. When this proverb talks about refreshing others, it literally is talking about those who are on empty and someone who can help them feel like they are fulfilled again, to refill their cups, so to speak, when it's dry. And our cup was dry. We lived in Grand Rapids, all of our family, all of our friends, our church was three and a half hours away. We didn't know what to do. Our first child, figuring out that he goes from thinking he has the flu to epilepsy, just terrible. And then John reached out, three and a half hours away, and he said to us, hey guys, uh, you're going to see in the mail every month a certain amount of money. That amount of money cannot be used for bills or paying for things that you need, it has to go to things that you want, things that will bring you joy, things that you can go out and have fun with. And every month we receive that money, and though that amount of money really helped us, it was more so that we had someone in our corner who saw that our cup was empty, who gave of himself so that we can be refreshed. And when you live that kind of life, when you see people's cups that are empty, and you may say, I, I can't give as much as John, it's not about the amount. It's about the heart. One of my favorite stories in the Gospels is the widow who gave pennies, and yet Jesus says, now that is someone who's generous. It has to do about the heart. And you will refresh people. And it says you also will be refreshed. You will prosper. That's why John walked around so at peace, so content, with the greatest reputation that I've ever seen with somebody because when he refreshed others, God refreshed him in a way that money couldn't buy. That is why generosity can give you what greed can't get you. Solomon, he goes on to say, people curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. The historical background here is during a time of famine, a time when people didn't have a lot, where grain or other crops were not readily available to people. And people are looking to figure out where are they going to get grain so they can eat and not starve. And Solomon says, blessed is the one who sold the grain at a fair price. He doesn't say that gave it away because it was a famine. You couldn't just give everything away. But instead of jacking up the price, he ends up or she ends up selling this grain at fair market price, helping those around them in need. And God blessed them. People looked at them as a blessing, like, here's the person that I can count on. When I'm down and out, when things are hard, this person's not going to give me what I need, but they're going to be fair. They're going to be the ones that I can count on. But it said the ones who only thought about themselves, they hoarded it. They saw other people in need, and instead of selling it 
at a fair market price or giving some away. They tried to get as much as they can because only life revolves around them. And what's so scary is that it said people would curse those kinds of people. And so my question to you this morning is even when things are tight, even when things are hard, are you someone that can be counted on because of your generosity? Are you a blessing to people or are you a curse to them? What kind of person are you? Are you a generous person or a greedy person? Because generosity can give you what greed can't get you. Solomon finishes up by saying, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Solomon says, those who look to money but not their maker for satisfaction say, look, everything that I have, everything in my bank account, all my possessions, I trust in that. That is what gives me satisfaction. That's what gets me up in the morning. It's those things. And Solomon warns, if you trust in those things, they will slip through your fingers and you will take an incredible fall. Job, who we'll learn about in a few weeks, he was going through a really, really hard time in his life, to say the least. And he's questioning his own heart, trying to figure out, has he done something wrong with the Lord? And he realizes that greed is a heart condition. It's not about the amount of money that you have. It's about what is in your heart. And he wants to know, am I living this greedy life? Is this why things are happening this way? And so he asks himself, have I put my trust in money or felt secure because of my gold? Have I gloated about my wealth and all that I own? If so, I should be punished by the judges, for it would mean I had denied the God of heaven himself. What do you trust in? Tim Keller says it this way, some trust wealth for safety in this world, others trust it for a sense of significance and worth, but these are things only God can give us. None of us wake up in the morning and look at our bank accounts and say, I trust this. You don't have to say it. We live it by our lack of generosity. Or how we want more and more and more. And I'm telling you, you live that way, you will be poor. You will take a great fall. According to Fox Business, 78.5% of professional athletes will be bankrupt after three years. That's over three-fourths of athletes, athletes will be bankrupt in three years after they play. Or I think of Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff had $800 million to his name. But it was never enough. And so he created the greatest Ponzi scheme of all time, ripping people off of $65 billion. He gets caught. He is sent to jail for 150 years and dies in a prison cell in 2021. Is that how you and I would want to go out? You may say, well, I would never do that. The point is, the more greedy you are, the more alone you will be in the end. But Solomon says, 
The righteous will thrive like a green leaf. The righteous are not perfect. The righteous are not better than people. The righteous are those who realize that God has been so generous to them that how can they not be generous with others? And when you're generous out of that kind of heart, it says you are connected to something that will always give you life, that will be healthy, that you will thrive. If it's God that you're looking to make you happy and satisfied instead of things or stuff, for your bank accounts. That's why Jesus asks these important questions, and I want you to ask them as if he's asking it to you this morning. What does it benefit if you gain the whole world? What if you have it all? What if you have it all? And then in the end, you lose yourself, your soul. Is anything worth more than yourself? Your soul your heart, what defines you? Are you willing to give that up for something that will make you have a great fall in the end? Jesus says it best in Acts 20, 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's why generosity can give you what greed can't get you. So let me end with a couple questions I just want you to reflect upon. Why or what do I trust money for? Again, don't think of the amount. Some of you don't have a lot. Some of you have a lot more than I could ever dream of. It's not about the amount in your bank account. It's what's in your heart. Why is money the main thing in your life? Is it to give you some kind of security? Is it so you can have power or control over people? Do you want acceptance because you live in this neighborhood with this kind of boat and drive this kind of car? You are setting yourself up for such a great fall because you could have it all and lose yourself. The last thing I want to ask is, what is the next step, one step this week that I can take to live generously this week? We'll talk about finances in a moment, but generosity... It's just giving what you have. All of us have something to give, especially when it comes to our time or our talents. You've all been gifted with both. It doesn't mean that we always use it for the right reasons, but we all have it to give away to help other people. About a week and a half ago, some of our staff got to go hang out with the Spore family. Todd Spore is right in the middle there. He and his wife Stephanie, who actually took the picture, live here, and, and Todd's just battling cancer like a beast. He's here this morning. He is such a stud for his bravery, and, and Stephanie's as well. And so they asked, hey, you know, don't have as much energy as I used to, and we want him to use that energy to cheer on the Perkins football team and the Browns football team to victory. So we came over, and we helped uh, clear out some of the, the, the stuff in their yard and helped take out some trees so that they could plant a brand new fence for their little dog who they named after Nick Chubb. <laughs> Generosity doesn't have to mean giving of my money because some of us don't have money to give sometimes. But if we only fill the calendar with things that benefit ourselves, if we have these talents, these gifts that God has gifted you to do something to bless other people and all we do is just think about ourselves, how poor you must be. How unsatisfied you must be living. Because generosity can give you what greed can never get you. 
Maybe it's finances. I love what we're doing in India. Being able to take the generosity that you give on a regular basis to be able to help church planting and kids and women in that society who less than 2% of them know Jesus. That generosity changes everything. Like Jay, or like Jay said, when you leave, you'll see different swag that looks something like this. You can buy something and, and look great, but when you uh, pay for that shirt, know the proceeds don't come back in this room or in these walls. They go to people in Burundi that can't afford fields. We're helping purchase them so they can have enough crops to eat and live. I think of what we've done as a chapel family. This year alone, we've been able to give $45,000 to benevolent needs in our church and in our community. So someone can't pay a bill or they're just struggling for, for a monthly expense. We, as the church, because of your generosity, can help them. A few months ago, we asked for anyone that wants to give to Maui for the devastation there. $10,000 came in that we gave right to those who are devastated. We've been able to give $20,000 in funds sent to support all the happenings still in Ukraine. And $223,000 in missions and outreach locally and globally to support those who are trying to make Jesus known in this community and in those red dots that we saw in Jay's presentation. Generosity changes everything. So what does it look like to be a generous person? What does it look like to give? Because when you give, it's better to give than receive. And generosity will get you. But greed can never give you. Let me read this prayer to you. You can follow along with the words in your heart, or I can pray this over you as a blessing to you. Jesus, thank you for your incredible generosity towards me. May your generosity overwhelm any greed in my heart. Protect me from myself and from the love of, fam- uh, love of money. Free me to live a life that refreshes others through your love and kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. We have our baptism classes happening afterwards. Make sure to check those out. See you later.